I can't even tell you how many memories that brings back, you guys. That theme song. Oh, that was like my life for three years straight, maybe <laughs> from 12 to let's see, 12 to 15. Yep, that sounds about right. Hello. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm going to be talking about Beverly Hills 90210, that famous zip code that we all remember. So this episode is called Necessity as a Mother, and it premiere, premiered, uh, aired on September 26, 1991, when Alyssa was just a little baby 12-year-old. Oh my gosh. Okay, so, and I was going, I was, I had started junior high, like, maybe two weeks before this. Junior high sucked. I hated it. But guess what got me through junior high? Beverly Hills freaking 90210. It's what got me through. When I was, uh, when I was putting, like, my books together, you know how, like, um, when you had all your school books, you were able to, like, put covers on your books and stuff? I had Luke Perry. I had Luke Perry all over my books. I had him all over my binder. Um... I wasn't a Jason Priestley fan. I mean, I wasn't a Brandon fan. I was more of a Dylan fan than a Brandon fan. But also I had, um, God, who else did I like back then? Oh, I don't know. It was all about Luke Perry. That was all it was for me. He was all over my walls for years, you guys. Years. When he died, good Lord. I was, I had just had a baby. Like two weeks before that, three weeks before that. And, uh... I, I was woken up with the news. I don't remember who told me. Okay, no, I remember he was in the hospital. He had a stroke and he was in the hospital for a couple of days. They didn't think he was going to make it. So I knew it was kind of a possibility, but when it was finally confirmed, I cried. I cried, you guys. And I don't cry over a lot of celebrities' deaths. This one and John Ritter, those two are the ones I cried over. Oh, and uh, James Gandolfini from The Sopranos. Oh, man. That was sad, too. Um, R.I.P. Luke Perry beautiful beautiful person man i mean not that i ever met him but i'm sure i've I've heard a lot of a lot of good things about him okay uh, enough chattering about that let's go ahead and get on with this is my this is a part i was looking forward to because let me tell you guys 1991 i will go down and say that was the best year for music 1991 i could just list off so many songs janet jackson's rhythm nation was popular I could just go off about 1991. The song that I always, always um, remember when I think of 1991 is I'll Be There by The Escape Club. And uh, I think 1991, especially this year, was when Black or White album came out from Michael Jackson. Uh, That was a huge... Oh, I think it might have been 92, but it was around this time. Yeah, so... Let's go ahead and go on with the Billboard charts. I was looking at these and I was like, oh my god, I love all these songs. There's like not one bad song on here. Okay, ready? Number one, I Adore Me More, Color Me Bad. Talk about on the radio all the time. I Want to Sex You Up, I Adore Me More, All for Love. Oh gosh, I'm going to have to go listen to that after this podcast. Good Vibrations, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Motown Philly, Boys to Men. I, I want to say something about Marky Mark, <laughs> since we're talking about Mar- Marky Mark here. He is my celebrity crush. If I had, a, he he is my, uh, so to speak, free pass. I don't know if you guys know what free pass is, but I've talked to my husband about this. If I ever had a chance to sleep with Mark Wahlberg, or if I ever had a chance to sleep with anybody, it'd be Mark Wahlberg. He is hot. He has a hot body. Oh my God. 
And he's he was hot then, and he's hotter now. So, yeah, now you guys know my, my huge celebrity crush is Mark Wahlberg. Uh, so, and in this video, it, there's no exception. Good vibrations, like, oh my god. He was, like, in, like, underwear, I think? Or he was an underwear model. He was a Calvin Klein model. But, um, oh, hot. Hot, hot, hot. Number three. Oh my gosh, you guys. This is just re really bringing me back. Motown Philly, Boys to Men. Wow, that was a great album, too. Number four. Things that make you go, hmm... Things to make you go, hmm. CNC Music Factory. I, I can guarantee you guys I have all these songs on my playlist right now on my iPhone. <laughs> They're all, I have all these CDs. Uh, number five, The Promise of a New Day, Paula Abdul. Oh, she was hot back then too. Number six, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, Brian freaking Adams. You guys remember Brian Adams? Number seven, Time, Love, and Tenderness, Michael Bolton. Oh my gosh. Another big one. I wasn't a huge Michael Bolton fan, but that was a big one on the radio. Number eight, Too Many Walls, Kathy Dennis. I kind of remember that song. Number nine, Love of a Lifetime, Firehouse. <laughs> oh my God, whatever happened to them? Number 10, the Motown song, Rod Stewart. Bring over all those Motown records. Remember that song? Oh my God. Okay. Just that alone is like, I'm already excited to do this podcast. Just think about all these songs that were in there. And let me re reiterate about the songs from 90210, okay? I think I've said this before. Uh, the version I'm watching on Hulu here, by the way, you can find this on Hulu. Not every episode's on Hulu. The Color Me Bad's not there. Um, oh, there's a whole bunch that aren't there. There was, I think there was a, there was a, an episode where Goo Goo Dolls were on it, like in like 94, 95 maybe even later and I don't think that one's on there it's because of the licensing for the the artists they don't they don't want to buy the licensing I don't know you know what I'm not gonna get into it. it it upsets me that these episodes aren't here and it really upsets me that they don't have the original music anymore in these episodes I don't remember any big songs on this one anyways but I mean there are some where I'm very upset that there's no original music because and I've said this before and I will say it Till the day I die, music makes an episode, especially with Wonder Years, where it's like they're, he's rem reminiscing back. 90210, the reason that I say this is because I watched these when they first aired, and those were the songs that were popular. And those are the ones I recorded off the TV, you know, and I record off the radio, and I made little soundtracks of it. And I think 90210 had a soundtrack. They, they, did, have, they did have a soundtrack. They had one for the Peach Pit, which was like oldies, and then they had one for... Uh, the actual show and color me bad was on it paula abdul was on it it was good jeremy jordan it came out in 92 i know i'm going off on a tangent here it came out in 92 and um i still own it to this day you guys it's a fantastic soundtrack all right well let's talk let's stop talking about 1991 music here let's get into the episode um now before i go into the episode the one, hmm, it wasn't right before this. I'm looking at the episode guide here. This is, a, I, I meant to say, this is season two, episode 10. This is when 90210 was so hot. It was like, this is when it, it was right after, you know how they had the episodes in the summer? And that was like one of the things that they did that really got their viewers. They had new episodes in the summer instead of repeats. That was clever. And they got their viewers. So this was, uh, in okay. 
I'm going to be doing another episode of this in the summer, like in July, where they go to Yosemite. And in that episode, Dylan's mother is back. Because I guess, and, and I don't know if this is even true, they don't really, they never really say that his mother came back with him when he came back from Hawaii. Because, you know, in the summer episodes, Dylan went to go visit his mother in Hawaii. And apparently, she came back with him. But they never, they never said that. I thought she was just visiting. I didn't know that she was living with him. So we find that out in this one. She's living with him. She's like moved. I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess. <laughs> so uh, my point of this is that this is kind of an on, a, like a reoccurring uh, storyline. She has been in, living with Dylan since he, since he got back from Hawaii. And the Hawaii episode is right before the Yosemite episode. So for like, this is the Yosemite, this is a third one that she's living with him. Okay. Well, Dylan is not very happy. You know, he, um, he likes his freedom. He's a loner. He wants, he wants his own place. I mean, dude, he's like, what? How old is he in the 17? 17? 16? I don't know. I mean, he's obviously like 24, 25 in real life, but he's like, you know, playing a 17 year old. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, anybody who is 17 and has, like, his own place, I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. All right. Well, we all know that Dylan is a recovering alcoholic. And not going to put any spoilers out there, but in a couple, in the Yosemite episode, we kind of dealt with that a little bit. He had a, he, he fell off the wagon. So, I guess we're kind of to understand that he's he's been falling off the wagon a lot since his mom came back but like I said they don't really explain it so uh we're gonna find out about it more in this episode okay here we go so what I wanted to point out uh this is the first time we have seen Dylan's mother we saw his father who turned out not to be the one who plays his father later in this season because we do see his father his father's in jail he went for tax evasion or money laundering or some something. I don't know. Uh, but we do see his father, I want to say, at Christmas, in the Christmas episode of this season. And then, obviously, we all know he comes back and dies. Or does he? In the third season. Uh, that's a whole other topic. Um, so, Dylan's mother is played by Stephanie Beecham. And she was on a lot of stuff. Um, what I remember her, this is so funny, like, I know she's, like, in all this stuff, and I don't even, I didn't even know what this was, but I did, I knew her from that movie Troop Beverly Hills. You guys ever see Troop Beverly Hills? Great movie. Uh, she is in that. But, I mean, like, literally, she was, like, on, like, Dynasty, I don't even, well, I'm just gonna have to get her up here, because she's a great actress, and I think she deserves t some recognition, don't you guys? Uh, I also want to say that Stephanie Beecham looks so much like Luke Perry. Oh my god. They, they really did a good casting job for, uh, Luke, uh, for Dylan's mom. Wow, Stephanie Beecham looks really good. I mean, how old is she now? She's born in 47. So, okay, I'm just gonna go. So she was in Troop, <laughs> it does say Troop Beverly Hills. She was in Dynasty, I was right. Dynasty, the Colbys, I never watched the Colbys. Uh, oh yeah, that's the other thing she was in. I'm sorry. Right before 90210 aired, like the very first episode, there was a show called Sister Kate. Does anybody remember that show? Well, Jason Priestley was on it. 
So Jason Priestley met Stephanie Beecham way before she came on 90210. Sister Kate was actually a really cute show. Uh, she was a nun and she had like a whole house of of kids. She ran like a, I don't want to call it an orphanage, but I guess it kind of was. It was, it was good. I loved it. All right, I'm um, just looking to see what else she was in. I mean, I got to give her credit where credit's due. She's fantastic. She's gorgeous. British, uh, very established British British actress here. Uh, okay, I see, yeah. I see a strange mother of Luke Perry's character, Dylan. She was on The Love Boat. Oh, she was on Charmed. Okay, well, I never watched Charmed, but... Uh, I don't think she's been in anything recently. Yeah, she hasn't been in anything recently. All right. Well, uh, we start off with Dylan at the bar. I'm sorry, at the pool hall. He's at the pool hall. And we don't know who it is. It, like, there's a pan shot, and then you see Dylan out there, and then you see him drinking a beer. Oh, and the funny thing is he tries to uh, he tries to show them a fake ID to get his beer. And the bartender's like, you don't need to flash that fake ID to me. So, um, it's quite different now. I was carded at a Red Robin. <laughs> okay. And I am 42 years old. So they card everybody. It doesn't matter how old you look. They card everybody. Just want to point that out. This is very different than 1991 right now. Okay. I just want to say before I get into this episode, if you watch it on Hulu or Paramount Plus, they have edited it a lot okay usually there's like an opening opening uh montage of the kids you know going into their classrooms cars pulling up it doesn't have it it just goes straight to uh the the gang talking about dylan's mom which is very strange just want to point that out dylan honesty is the key you just have to tell your mom how you feel i mean get it out on the table forget that psycho babble kelly it only works for deep-seated emotional crises Parents are another problem. No, no, you tell her whatever she wants to hear, and then do what you want. Parents are oblivious anyway. It's not like we all come from what you call your normal, stable family backgrounds. I mean, look what I've been through with mine. Booze and, and drugs. Our households aren't exactly Walsh heaven. Hey, leave our parents out of this. We should all be so lucky. I just can't hang with a 24-hour living mom. You'll get used to it, pal. I don't think so. I'm worried about him. Come on, Brent. I've seen him go through worse. Yeah, but he's ditched school all week. He's been really moody. He's always moody. Besides, moms are supposed to drive him crazy. Yeah, well, Iris McKay is certainly doing a good job of that. Have you met her yet? No. But I just can't wait. <laughs> I love how Steve says he's always moody. That is, truer words have never been spoken. Dylan is always moody. But, man, is he hot. Mm. He is so gorgeous, especially in this season. He's got that poofed up hair. You can see the scar in his eyebrow real, real good. Oh, he's just gorgeous. Mm. I still think he's gorgeous to this day watching this. So, um, and I never, ever, ever liked Brandon. Never. Just never liked him. Uh, I'm thinking about all the other guys on the show. Maybe Ray. Ray was pretty hot. Um, 
Ray doesn't come until season five. We'll get there. We'll get there, guys. We'll get there. Season five is my absolute favorite season. I think it's, I think I like it more in season two. It's not, season two is, season uh, five isn't so preachy like season two is. Season two has a lot of like uh, after school special type episodes, you know? Like they talk about uh, steroids in one. Oh gosh. Um, I, I can't even, there's so many different topics. Uh, so Dylan, so I mean, like I said, I, I don't know what they were talking about first. Okay. Cause I mean, like I said, it was edited. So I'm guessing that I'm guessing that, um, I, I guess they didn't edit that part out. They just edit out the, the, the opening scenes, which why did, did they not have the rights to that music? Their music that they wrote? I, I don't get it, but whatever. We'll, we'll move on from here. Okay, so the B storyline is that um, Steve, Kelly, Donna, and I want to say David are in a, like a stock market class, like a, um, what do we call that in high school? Economics? I don't remember what it was called in high school, but we all took it, right? We all took it. We had our fake stocks. Uh, now, they're doing fake stocks just like I did, but um, it's going to turn into a real one. They're going to actually put real money into this, so that's what's coming up here. So in this, in that scene, the teacher says Donna had the best portfolio in class. She knows how to pick them. Blah 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 blah. Donna's all surprised me, you know, because she's the dumb one. You know, everybody calls her the dumb one. Whatever. Uh, Steve in his guess. <laughs> I love the fashion in this show. Steve is wearing guess jean khakis. My guys remember guest jeans with the little triangle? Oh boy. He's wearing, I, I just love, I, like I said, I could spot, I had, I didn't have guest jeans, but, um, I mean, not this late in the game. I had them in the 80s, but I just, it's just so funny to see this, you know? But Steve has a great idea. Guys, 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 guys. Why are we jerking around with make-believe? What are you talking about? Let's do it for real. How real? Come on, we've all got something stashed. Birthday presents, Christmas. Crazy look. My dad lost his shirt in the stock market crash of 87, and I like my shirt. Okay? Yeah, my mom dated a broker once. My money stays in the bank. Guys, no guts, no glory. Come on, Donna, show them what you're made out of. Let's take free enterprise for a ride. I don't know. Donna, you're great at this. If we'd been playing for real, we would've made a bundle of your picks. Donna, don't be stupid. Steve's right. You heard Mr. Slater? I'm good at this. I thought it was fantasy land. Well, it doesn't have to be. Okay, then uh, after school, Brenda and Dylan are walking to the car. I guess he takes her to school. Uh, I don't know. Remember, she doesn't have a license yet. Or she might have a license, but she doesn't have a car yet. I can't remember. I think she gets her... No, wait! She gets her license this season. In season two. Uh, okay, so... Dylan's being Dylan. I don't want to talk about it. Brenda's like, well, I do. You know, I don't like, I don't like you like this. We need to talk about this. You know, your mother's, you know how Brenda is. She's being very judgmental because that's Brenda. That's why I love her. She's a bitch. But, uh, the, uh, so Dylan, <laughs> so Dylan takes her, uh, oh, 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 oh my gosh, okay, hold on. Brenda's wearing a, a man's suit, okay, like, it looks like a man's suit. Do you guys remember, uh, and that was a style? Like, it was, like, a long sleeve shirt with a tie and slacks, like khakis. 
she's wearing that guys she's wearing a freaking and she wore it in the uh the episode before this too oh that's another good one wildfire where emily valentine's in it which uh, i'll probably go over that at some point oh that would have been a good first day of school episode well you know <laughs> putting it in my in my old my old noggin here um dylan by the way um Oh, no, sorry. D- Brenda makes a comment about... Uh, she's trying to get Dylan's attention because he's not paying attention to her. <laughs> Join the club, Brenda. I always have that problem with my husband. But she's trying to get that... Um, yeah, she's trying to get his attention. So she says, maybe... I'm thinking about going blonde. Or maybe I should go, like, do that bald look like Sinead O'Connor. Which we all know who Sinead O'Connor was. That She was, like, really popular in 1990, I think. Maybe, maybe like, late 80s to 1990. So it's pretty new. Sinead O'Connor's pretty new at this point. I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, Dylan takes her home, and guess who's there? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Iris, what are you doing here? I called looking for you, and Cindy invited me over. I hope you don't mind. Why should I? Dylan, aren't you going to introduce us? Yeah. Brenda, it's just Iris, Iris, Brenda. Nice to meet you, Brenda. Actually, I already know a lot about you. You're strong-willed, loving, and intensely loyal, aren't you? Yeah, it's just about right. But your astrological chart didn't reveal how pretty you are. So she's nice, right? I mean, she's complimenting her, and Brenda's kind of like, okay, what's what's this girl lady all about? I mean, she is kind of cuckoo. I mean, she really is. I mean, there's a scene coming up where you, you know, kind of proves that but you know she's very nice she's very she's she's very uh social you know she's getting to know cindy and wants to get to know brenda and brenda's kind of like you know a little mm, iffy with her but it looks like she's starting to like her you know and dylan's just sitting there rolling his eyes the whole time you know being dylan and then they (laughs) and then uh cindy says oh they're staying for dinner and dylan's like we are just too funny so um you know dylan just giving her attitude because he's a brooding guy we all know how dylan is so um they stay for (laughs) they stay for dinner and uh jim gets to know iris her name's iris did i say that iris mckay (laughs) sorry jim gets to know iris so the next scene uh kelly and uh, Donna are at the bank and Donna's withdrawing all her money from babysitting and whatever you know they're all rich it's $1,300 that's probably like a drop in the bucket for them but she's gonna invest it in the stock market because that's what she said she's gonna do and you know we have some stocks but I don't understand how it all works and I'm I you know my husband tried to explain it to me and I don't even I don't I mean I kind of get it but I don't know uh We've had some luck, but like I said, it's it's like, I feel like it's like gambling. It really is. It's gambling. So, you know, if you put money in your stock market or your stocks, whatever you're, you're investing in, you just pretty much better count on not seeing that money, you know? That's kind of how you got to look at it, at least for me. Okay, so I want to correct myself a little bit. I said that Iris had moved in with Dylan. I guess... She hadn't moved in quite yet. I guess she was still staying with him because she says in the next scene when they're at dinner that uh, she still has a house over there. So maybe she just kept her house and moved in with Dylan. I don't know. 
because Cindy and Jim or Cindy's like, I want to go visit Maui. It's like anytime you want. I got a house ready. She lives in Hana. Uh, I think I've heard of the Hana Highway. I've never been to Hawaii, but I've heard of the Hana Highway, and um, and I guess it's in Maui. That's where Iris lives. And Dylan just being Dylan, you know, yeah, yeah, it's real nice. Real, it's paradise, you know. And they talk about the house in Hawaii because Dylan just got back from there. And, um, he's just, he's just being a dick. Just total dick about everything. He's not, he's not giving it a chance. He's not giving her a chance. He's just a, he's just a punk kid in this scene. So Dylan makes a big scene and walks out on a huff and Brenda goes after him. And she makes a really good point here. That woman is driving me up the wall, Brent. Dylan, I'm sure she's not trying to. She's probably just trying to be a mom. Well, I wish she wouldn't try so hard. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we went on that camping trip? You were complaining that, that she didn't care enough. I mean, which is it, Dylan? I don't know anymore. Look, just calm down. I'm sure she means well. well I, I can't. She's here to stand. There's not a damn thing I can do about it. Dylan, it's getting late. Good little boys have to go to bed early on a school night. I mean, like I said, she has a good point. A couple weeks ago when they went on the camping trip, which <laughs> I'll do the episode in a few more months. When they went on the camping trip, Dylan was like, my mom doesn't pay attention to me. My mom just di- ditched me and went to, where did she go, Sedona? I don't remember where she went. And he was upset. And now she's all over him and he doesn't like it. He just, he's, yeah, I don't know anymore. I mean, that's a pretty good uh way to say it (laughs) he's confused you know i and i did i forgot to mention this that um dylan has been very estranged from his mother uh a couple episodes ago in this in the summer when, when his dad gets arrested uh they notify the mother or I guess he notifies the mother I don't know somebody notifies the mother <laughs> and uh, the plan is for her, him to go live with her to live with her in Hawaii because nobody's gonna you know he, he can't stay there by himself you know because the dad he was living with his dad I think he was living with his dad but his dad took a lot of business trips or something they were living like at a hotel and now there's a house I don't get it it's all weird and it's not even the same house that he has in the you know the the um the upcoming episodes in season two it's a different house but (laughs) i digress (laughs) but he's very estranged from his mother and they don't have a good relationship which you could probably already tell that if you've never watched the show before they just don't have a good relationship the the backstory is that dylan uh dylan's father basically paid her off to leave dylan alone so dylan so she left when he was like six years old i think so that's a long time. But I guess he's he, he said, like, in, you know, the occasional phone calls, I have nothing to do with her. You know, aside from the occasional phone calls, I have nothing to do with her. So they barely know each other. And, I mean, it's very, very obvious, uh, you know, with this episode. It definitely goes into detail. Uh, the next scene, Dylan and his mom are talking, and she's saying, you know, Brenda has a negative, negative energy. <laughs> You don't say. You don't say, Iris. Yeah, negative energy, Brenda? Nah. There's nothing negative about Brenda. Uh, and she says Cindy's more spiritual and what, whatever. You know, just Dylan calls it mumbo jumbo. Psychic mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo. Um, <laughs> he, he, th- 
throws a fit because she's, you know, prying in the relationship and he storms off. And she's like, where are you going? It's almost midnight. And he's like, don't wait up. And the funny thing, I, ju- I just noticed this. And it's funny, when you do podcasts, like, you don't really notice these things until you're absolutely, like, totally observing, being observant about the episode. Her boxes are, are right there by the front door. All of her boxes, her moving boxes. That's really interesting. I never noticed that before. Well, where do you think Dylan went? He went to the pool hall. <laughs> and as Dylan's walking in the pool hall, we get this lovely music. That music is so early 90s. Oh my gosh. I just, I had to clip that. Well, Dylan walks up to this, the uh, the bartender. And uh, <laughs> the bartender says, Bobby Falcone was looking for you. And you must be getting really good at pool if Bobby Falcone's looking for you. I'm like, who's this guy? We, we'll find out. Oh, we'll get there. And he says, hey, want anything to drink? Yeah, whatever you got on tap. Hey, you want a shot with that? Sure, why not? You know, just whatever. And Dylan just, like, chugs the beer. And then it goes to commercial break. <laughs> We're like, okay, this is not good, Dylan. This is no bueno. You guys, I've got to talk to you. Brenda, we're about to put the paper to bed. <sighs> okay, and what is it? Dylan has flipped out. He ditched school again today. That's the third time this week. Where does he go all day? I don't know. He won't tell me. He says his mother is driving him crazy. Brenda, it's his problem. <sighs> Brenda, there's probably nothing we can do, but listen, you're already doing that. Yeah, I guess. Is his mom really that bad? No. Yes. Oh, come on, Brandon. She's a space case. So she's a little flaky. A little? Do you know what she's doing today? She took our mother to a mind gym. A mind gym? Okay, you guys. I searched high and low to find out what the frick a mind gym is, okay? Because um, I've always wanted to know. I mean, they, it, <laughs> it shows it, but what is it, really? So, I got... I didn't find much, but I found this... Cause I actually wikipedia this, and... I mean, we're talking... How many years ago is this? Oh my god, so long ago. Um, so I don't even know if that expression's still around, that, that term's still around. But I did find this on Reddit, because it was saying... A mind gym? Was this an actual thing? This is on Reddit. Yes, they were new agey, and involved crystals, meditation, etc. I can't imagine the fab was widespread or had longevity. Yeah, tell me about it. And then somebody said something interesting here. Probably it was a sort of an early precursor to VR rooms. Okay, that makes sense. Virtual reality, this is before virtual reality. So basically, you, what it is, it shows in the episode. Well, I didn't clip it because there's no talking or anything. But what it is, is they go in like this like little room and they have like these glasses that look like 3D glasses. And they're playing this like psychedelic music. It's really cheesy and corny. And... You watch like this, I don't even know. It kind of looks like, don't laugh guys, but it kind of looks like uh, a kaleidoscope kind of thing. Like like she's looking through a kaleidoscope. <laughs> and uh, you just like, you, you lay back like on a lazy boy chair. And then, so, so that's what we saw in the episode. This is, 
Somebody else commented on this. Mostly California culture. New Age retreats or health getaways were very popular with hippies in old Hollywood and were located either in the desert cities like Palm Springs or the coastal cities like Ojai, Santa Barbara. <laughs> Shout out to Santa Barbara, my hometown. With the New Age craze came these weird religious com communes in the 1970s, the mineral water trend of the 80s and 90s, yoga. Enya was a New Age group that became popular in the 80s. My dad loved Enya. And group LSD trips. Freudian Jungian Carl Jung, psychoanalysis and dream interpretation, the hypersensitivity therapies, which is being made fun of here. Oh, okay. And many other oddball things. At that new age jumbo mumbo stayed in vogue for almost 20 years, at least here in California. So why don't I look up hypersensitive therapy? I can't even say it. Hypersensitive therapies, because I'm kind of curious what this is. Hypersensitive. I don't even know if I'll be able to find it. Sensitive therapies. Hypersensitive therapy. The treatment. What? That's not it. This is something medical, guys. Okay, I don't know. I tried my best to sum this up for you guys. <laughs> it's a really corny scene. I'm what, and Cindy's like, what is she wearing? She looks like she's wearing medical scrubs or something. I don't know what the hell she's wearing. Um, she's got these glasses that are attached to a cord. I'm looking at the screenshot. And then she's she's sitting in like in one of those massage chairs that you have like at the at the nail salon. Ugh, it's real corny. the The room is like a eight has like an egg crate ceiling. It looks like egg crate uh walls. Okay, that's about all I can see from here. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. When you skip school three days in a row, I worry about you. I was just blowing off some steam. I'll be back tomorrow. Where were you? Around. I'm fine, Brad. You don't look fine, Dylan. Uh, here you go, guys. Dylan, how you doing? I am fine. See, he's fine. What'd they tell you? Dylan, remember, there's a trick test for Superior tomorrow. Already? You know, if you want to study together, why don't you come over after dinner tonight? Like around 8, okay? And I'll get you through it. Sure. Listen, I, I gotta go. Dylan, wait a second. What? Are you sure you're okay? Bye, Brad. Okay, two things about that scene. Uh, the first is that in the original airing, the original music is uh, Mother-in-Law by Ernie K. Doe. Pretty sure that I remember that. Uh, that's actually the song I played right before my I Love Lucy podcast last week. Uh, it's a good song. Um, better than that crap that they played. So... The other thing is, if I had a boyfriend like Dylan, and I asked him where he goes all day, he better damn well tell me where he goes all day and not say, all round, you don't need to know, I don't need to tell you. What the hell? Like, no, that ain't acceptable. And then he leaves her again and doesn't tell her where she's going, where he's going again? Ugh. What a jerk. Like, seriously, like, I, my first thought was he's cheating. That would be my first thought. But this is a, te this is a show for teenagers, and, you know, they, they can't really go there. They can't talk about that, you know. But just, what a, what a jerk. <laughs> 
So the next scene, Iris and Cindy are sitting down to have a ginger garlic orange drink. Ginger garlic orange? That sounds terrible. But apparently it's very invigorating and she says it's like a natural high. Okay. Uh, And they talk about, you know, how Dylan doesn't talk to Iris. He doesn't. And, you know, compared to Cindy, I mean, you know, she can't shut Brandon and Brenda up, but she can't get Dylan to talk. And she says, you know, I know I watch out on my son, but I'm trying to, you know, make things better. And she seems like really optimistic, you know, like you think that oh, maybe it'll get better. We'll see. Mm-mm. Okay, so then we meet Falcone. Falcone has, he's a white dude, got a... He's got like a um, crooked nose or something. He he looks he looks weird. Uh, he's wearing a Canadian tuxedo, and he's got greasy hair. <laughs> That's pretty much how I describe him. Uh, he wants to play Dylan for fifty bucks a game. This guy's not threatening, at all. But they're supposed to kind of make it threatening, you know, make him look threatening. But he's not. I mean, if they would have got like this, like big dude with muscles like a big bald dude like um uh ving rames from freaking pulp fiction that would make me a little nervous because that's a big dude but like seriously like no and dylan just like yeah whatever i'm gonna whip you because like he's you know he's really really good but as you we all know when you keep drinking you you start to lose your uh what's it called your mobility and it's not so it's not so easy to play pool anymore and it's not so easy to drive obviously anymore and think about that Dylan's driving he's drunk driving not good all right well let's see what happens with Falco <laughs> there's a very quick scene which I didn't clip of of the Walshes having dinner they're eating some Pakistani food never tried it um Jim says it's <laughs> it's it's a little spicy and he can see stars that's pretty funny uh and Brenda's all upset because Iris has you on this weird, this you know space case kick too or whatever she says and she's like I really enjoy hanging out with Iris I'm just I'm summing it up guys I'm it wasn't exactly the right words and then uh the same words and then um she says Dylan's Dylan's about to snap if she does anything else and Cindy says a good point he's not making it easier on her either absolutely so then it flashes back to Dylan <laughs> kicking Falcone's ass in pool and uh, Falcone just getting a little uncomfortable, you know, angry. He wins. Dylan wins a whole bunch of money and he says, he's like, here you go, rich boy. <laughs> he throws some like some bills on the on the table and then Dylan drinks again. And then the next scene. Brenda? It's okay, mom. It's just Dylan. Do you know what time it is? You were supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. I'm sorry, Ben. Forgive me. You've been drinking. Big boy. Is this what you meant by blowing off steam? Oh, lighten up, Brent. I'm under control. No, you're not, Dylan. Look at you. So, um, where do your parents keep the liquid? Are you crazy? My parents will hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. What? No scotch. I just want a shot. Dylan, don't do this. Brenda, I already have one woman in my life who thinks she's my mother, okay? 
Damn it, Dylan, if you are going to drink, get the hell out of my house. I thought I could count on you. Thanks for listening. Okay. So many, so much to unpack here. All right. First of all, what time is this that Dylan's showing up to their house? She's in her pajamas. Brenda's in her pajamas. So, and it looks like she's coming from the living room or, you know, the kitchen or somewhere like that. She's not coming from downstairs. So she wasn't in bed. And what he said, she says that he was supposed to be there at eight. So I'm guessing maybe 10, 11. I don't know. I mean, does it really matter at this point? No, but, uh, he should <laughs> if he doesn't want her to know he's drinking then why is he showing up to her house and trying to give her a kiss that's what i don't get you know i just he doesn't care he doesn't care anymore he's just like whatever and um what the hell is first of all he drove drunk we all know he drove drunk so that sucks and then he goes right for the parents liquor cabinet what and the parents are upstairs who does this? Like, seriously. I mean, he took a shot from Jim's scotch. I've never had scotch before. Apparently, he likes it. But this, I, and, I, and I, if, if memory serves me right, this is the first time we've ever seen Dylan drunk? Maybe? I don't know. I, I, I know he was drunk at Yosemite, but we didn't really see that we'd kind of saw that i don't know we didn't really see it uh we obviously see him really drunk in season five when he goes off the rails and becomes a drug addict but um i think this is the first scene we've seen him drunk uh on the show and um he doesn't really play a good drunk but he does play a good druggie <laughs> which we'll see in season five um anyways yeah i mean who does this right who does this and Brenda did the right thing. You kick him out. If he got here, I mean, you don't want him to drive, obviously. I mean, I maybe, like, sleep it off on the couch. But, like, what are you going to tell the parents, you know? Uh, I don't know. So then she goes to Brandon and tells him what happened. Uh, Brenda, you know, says, I threw him out. Was that the right thing to do? And Brandon says, yeah, that was the right thing to do, you know? And then he confesses that this isn't the first time he's had a drink lately. He says he had a drink, drink you know, drink on the camping trip. And Brenda's upset. You should have told me. He's a recovering alcoholic. And then, she, of course, she tries to blame Iris for Dylan going back to drinking. Which, no. Brandon's right. She didn't pour the booze down his throat. Okay, so I forgot a little a little scene. It was a very small scene in between the Falcone scenes. <laughs> but um, Donna and Steve came in and basically said that their stock, because I guess Steve invested in the same stock, has skyrocketed. And, uh, you know, just keep, keep letting it skyrocket. And Donna wanted to sell. So in this next scene, this is the next day at school, and they're in economics class, and... You know, Donna's like, I really think I should sell. You know, you can't be too greedy. I totally agree with you, Donna. In fact, I have a story about this. I went to the casino when I went on my five-year anniversary trip uh, last a couple weeks ago to Yosemite. We went to Chuck Chansey Casino. And I love gambling, but I always regret it. I, um, I won some money. 
Not a lot of money, but I want enough money to say, hey, it's time to cash out. Luckily, my husband was there with me and he was kind of my my conscience. Like, you know, you got to cash that out, babe. You know, don't don't go. You're going to lose all that money and the money you put in to win. I put in $80 to win all night and I came out with 30 more than we came with. I mean, it was a good win, you know. And normally, I'm like Steve. I want to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And Donna wants to sell. Steve wants to keep going. And, you know, with stocks, you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. That's why I don't do stocks. It's too risky. Really too risky. Well, uh, Dylan shows up to school. And guess what? (laughs) Morning, all. Oh, you decided to come to school. What do we owe the honor? Good morning. I'm sorry about last night. Dylan, you've been drinking. Bram, would I come to school drunk? You smell like a brewery, pal. I better get you out of here. Man, hey, I'm fine. Besides, I got a um, trig test. Oh, I'm sure you'll ace that one. Oh, shut up, Kelly. You know, Dylan, there's one thing worse than a drunk. That's a mean drunk. You know, I suddenly have the urge to just get the hell out of here, so why don't you give my regards to Trig? Dylan, Brandon, you've got to do something. Look, it's his problem. Just don't get sucked in, all right? I don't care. Brandon, you can't let him drink. I'll do what I can. Brenda, you're making a big mistake. Dylan is going to do what he's going to do. But I can't stand by and let him do it. Brent, he's an alcoholic. I know that, Kelly. Do you know what that means? Look, I love him so much, I can't stand to see him get hurt. I know, it's hard. Just trust me, you have to let him hit bottom. What does that mean, hit bottom? I mean, that sounds so final. Brenda, you just have to have some faith. It wasn't easy watching my mom degrade herself night after night. When she was drunk, I wanted to kill her. When she was sick, it tore my heart out. But I learned that I just had to let her go through it by herself. Because the more I tried to help, the worse it got. You know why? Because I was there. And as long as I was there, she knew she could keep on drinking, and I'd be there to pick up the pieces. Bren, you can love him, but you can't save him. Can't let you drive, pal. I'm fine. Anywhere you want to go, I'll take you. I just don't want to scrape you off a telephone pole today. It's just thing I got against it, you know. Anywhere. Anywhere. Okay, that was a long scene, but it was important, I think. Dylan shows up to school drunk, and which is so stupid. Don't do that. Oh, my God. You're going to get... That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> um, but he shows up to school drunk, and first of all, I, I, need to, I need to try to figure this out. What the... Wh- he was drinking in the morning? This is before first period. Didn't, Dil- didn't Brenda say that first period was trig? So this is first period. This is like, what, 8 o'clock in the morning. He's drunk. That is an alcoholic. And he's... So I'm assuming... This is just my assumptions because we don't know. I'm assuming that he went back to the pool hall right after he stormed out of Brenda's house. So that's probably what he's doing. Or I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know where he got alcohol from. I mean, maybe his fake ID worked at a 7-Eleven. Who knows? <laughs> but 
it, I, I would imagine that his fake ID only works at that place, so that's where he's got to go to get his booze, you know. Well, um, you know, of course, Brenda notices right away that he's drunk. You can always smell it on people's breath. Um, I think it's funny that he shows up. He shows up drunk to take a test. <laughs> what an idiot. And Kelly's like, yeah, I'm sure you'll ace that one. That's so funny. I love that line. Shut up, Kelly. I think that uh, their reactions were pretty spot on with this whole situation of Dylan showing up and Brenda like, no, you can't leave. You can't let him drive. Well, she's right. You can't let him drive, Brandon. But she says, you can't let him drink. I would have said, hey, you can't let him drive. Go ahead and he can drink while he wants. That's his problem. And Kelly's absolutely right. It's his problem. You can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. My husband uh, had a drinking problem. He no longer does. He He's a recovering alcoholic as well. And I tried to get him to, I tried to get him help for a long time. And just one day he finally decided that enough was enough. Sometimes you never hit your bottom. He didn't, hit, he didn't hit a rock bottom though. But sometimes you never hit a rock bottom, you know? You never hit a rock bottom. And I mean, we know Dylan hits a rock bottom in season five. But for this, I mean, his rock bottom was when he totaled his car and was on life support. He went down the, the cliff on Mulholland Drive. Yeah. But um, I'm giving a lot of spoilers of those episodes. <laughs> I hope you guys have seen them. Um, yeah. So Kelly, you know, Kelly does does have some good words for Brenda about because her mom was an alcoholic just in the past season, just season one, you know. And Brenda's finally listening to Kelly. You know, she's like, well, I can't, I don't want to see him hurt. I don't want to see him, you know, hurt or sick. And I, I know, I know what it's like. You don't want to see him like that. You want to see them the way they used to be. I used to tell my husband, why can't, why can't you be, why can't you like drink, but still be a cool person? Because my, my husband was an obnoxious drunk, very loud drunk. We'd always get in fights and he like punched a hole in the wall one time and that was it for me. I mean, I kind of gave him an ultimatum and he took it and we've been great since, but I mean, you know, a lot of people don't get it that quick, you know? So <laughs> Brandon, obviously he, she chases Dylan out to his car and doesn't let Dylan drive. Thank God. And where do you think Dylan's going to take Brandon? Where do you think he's going to make him drive him to? Hmm. One guess. Friend's pretty good. Took a lot of money off me yesterday. Really? How much? Five hundred. Dollars? Don't worry, kid. I already won it back. You shot, man. this man been here all day i can't walk out on this game brandon i'm hot man i've never been this i'm gonna wipe this guy out what are you talking about you lost 500 bucks already that was his money dylan you're not making sense this guy's playing you for a chump man how long are you gonna keep this up till i'm numb till i forget where i am and why i came here in the first place all right 
Yep, you guessed it. They go to the pool hall. <laughs> the one pool hall where they actually let Dylan drink. Brandon's just standing there like, what the fuck? What are we doing here? You know? And as we hear in the clip, you've been here all day. Yeah. Been playing pool all day. Dylan's trying to win more money, but he's apparently losing his money. Back to that guy. So, <laughs> I love how <laughs> I love how Brandon says, Dollars? No, asshole. What the hell do you think we're... What What the hell do you think it is? 500 cents? It's just so funny. He lives in Beverly Hills. Don't you think that by now you know that we're talking about hundreds of dollars here? But anyways, whatever. I digress. So, uh, Dylan thinks he's doing... <laughs> Dylan thinks he's hot, man. I've never been so hot. No, you're not. You're, you're sucking. And, um, you know, he, tell, he tells Brandon, yeah, uh, till I'm numb. That's what people do when, when they have issues. They drink till they're numb. And you can hear him kind of slurring his words, you know, towards the end. Uh, the next scene, um, so I don't even know what time of day this was, but uh, I'm guessing this is nighttime now, maybe dinner. Iris is over there because she, she, Dylan hasn't been home. No, no, hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I had to go watch the clip. So Iris is over there. It's 1030 at night. And, you know, Cindy's like, I understand. I'm not ever, I can never go to sleep till my kids are safe in their beds. And then Iris is like, and then Cindy's like, what are you so worried about? You know, he's, he's do, he does this all the time. And she says, because last night he didn't come home at all. Which answers my question. He went back to the pool hall. After he went to the Walsh house. This is all like in a span of three days. So, um, yeah. So she's worried. She said she was calling hospitals. He's not at that, 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 that peach pit. I mean, you know, she's, she's trying to track him down. And then Brenda walks in. And she has no idea. Apparently she's not talking to Dylan because she's pissed at him. And I'd be too. But th we get this funny scene. Well, kind of funny. Kind of not. Hi. Isn't Brandon with you? Where's Dylan? I don't know. Oh, my God. Why? What's wrong? I am calling the police and the hospitals. Will somebody first just please tell me what's going on? Has Dylan been drinking? Yes. But Brandon made sure he didn't drive. Well, maybe he should have made sure he didn't drink. Where do you get off criticizing Brandon? You know, he has been there for Dylan whenever Dylan needed him, which is a lot more than I can say for you. Brenda. Sorry, Mom, it is true. Why else do you think Dylan's falling apart? Brandon is with him? Yes. Okay, if he's with Brandon, then he's fine. Okay, so a couple things here. Uh, there's a reason why Shannon Doherty was always labeled a bitch. Because she is one. And she plays Brenda so great. It's one of my favorite characters. I mean, I know she's annoying and she's bitchy and rude, but like, dude, you just don't see TV like this anymore. I'm sorry, but you don't. I mean, maybe you guys can argue with me. I haven't watched a lot of TV, the new stuff, but I just, she's just, she's a bitch. I love her. I mean, she tells Iris where to go and how to get there, you know? And Iris kind of looks like, I know, I know you're right. You know, she looks exactly like she's telling me the truth here, you know. And I love how Cindy says, <laughs> it still makes me laugh every time I think of it. Brandon is with him? Yes. Okay, if he's with Brandon, then he's fine. 
Yeah, because your your boy is such a good Samaritan. He's he's not gonna do anything wrong. I mean, Brandon is the one that crashed his car in a DUI accident. Let's let's not forget. You know, um, Brandon's also the one that had his car. Well, he hasn't done this yet on this the show, but he had his car stripped when they went to a club, and he was he was uh, <laughs> he was uh, what's it called? Drugged with ecstasy from Emily Valentine. So. Brandon ain't so great, but Cindy just, you know, he can't do any, he can't do wrong in her eyes or Jim's eyes. So, um, yeah, Dylan's just fine. Funny, I don't see you reaching into your pocket. That's because I don't have it. You play pool, you carry cash. I told you when we started, I don't take any IOUs. Well... Then I guess you don't get paid. You'll get it, man. He's good for it. Brandon, stay out of it. You want to go for a walk? Is that what you're saying to me? Just to let you know that I'm serious. It's the next time that I get mean. So don't mess with me. Bring cash tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I know this is supposed to be serious. And of course, when I was, you know, my 12-year-old self watching this, <gasps> he's getting beat up. But oh my God, I watch it now and I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? He is, he's getting beat up by just some punk guy. It's not like a gangster. It's not, <laughs> it's not a mafia guy. It's, it's not a bookie, you know. It's just a guy in a bar or, excuse me, in a pool hall. And he's just, he's not very threatening. He's punching Dylan around a couple times, smacking him in the face a couple times. Uh, he gave him a fat lip. He didn't even pu punch him in the eye. He didn't even get a black eye. He had, I think he has a fat lip. If I, ha I haven't seen the next scene, but... I mean, and, you know, I think they just wanted to think, oh, Dylan crossed the line. This is his rock bottom. That's not his rock bottom! His rock bottom happened in season five. But, you know, and Brandon is... Hey, guys, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really not. Yes, I'm laughing. I was laughing that whole time when I was clipping that scene. It's just, it's just funny. The music is so menacing and I just, it's very memorable. Very memorable. Well, time to take Dylan home. <laughs> so Dylan comes back and everybody's like what happened because <laughs> it's like he's got like a, a whole black and blue side of his face one side of his face is black and blue and you know iris is like oh my god oh my god and he's like i'm fine i'm fine leave me alone and uh brenda kind of finally sees how much of an asshole he is to his mom and she's kind of like what i, sh I should have listened you know uh, i should have been better you know and uh <laughs> Jim, 
Jim's like, did you have any idea that, that Brandon was, was drinking? Or Brandon, sorry. <laughs> did you have any idea that Dylan was drinking and playing pool? I had no idea. And then Dil- then Jim's like, well, he's not our problem anymore. And that's true. He's not. He's never been your problem. I mean, he becomes your problem after this episode. <laughs> But he's not your problem right now. You know, and Brenda's like, how can you say that? How can you turn it back on him? And and Jim's like, he has a mother now. And she says, yeah, well, that's a problem. And he's like, they have to work this out on their own. And he's absolutely right. Brenda's not going to say anything to, to change this. Neither is Jim. Nobody's going to say anything to change this, you know? And, uh, you know, then they it goes back to Dylan and Iris. And he's just giving her attitude again. You walked out on me. You know, just, it's the same old story. I don't know how to be a mother. It's just all the same old story. So I didn't clip it because it's kind of just monotonous at this point. Dylan leaves again. And we don't know where he's going. We we know he, he can't drive. Because remember, Brandon took his, oh, he could drive. He could drive. I mean, Brandon did drive him back home. But um, the next scene, uh, you know, Dil- oh, I forgot to mention, Jim says to Brenda, I don't want you to see him until he gets his shit together. I mean, that's what any normal parent would say, right? Don't drag, don't drag her down with you, you know? So, um, and she's like, and you know, for once she's like, okay. She's not like, dad, how could you? You know? Cause I mean, you guys know coming up in this season, actually the season three, the beginning of season three. No, it's this season when she sneaks off to Mexico and doesn't tell her parents, she lies and says she's staying with Kelly Oh, man, that's a good episode, too. But uh, she he forbids her to see Dylan. He's done. He's like, uh-uh. He's not coming out over the house anymore. We're done. And Brenda moves in with him. <laughs> it's some amazing TV, you guys. Really, really, when TV was great. Yes, that was when TV was great. Okay, uh, remember... Remember Steve and Donna? <laughs> it kind of like was very overshadowed in this episode, but uh, Steve and Donna have this really great scene now. Dylan, I admit it. I don't know what to do. I do not know how to handle you. I'm not your problem. You're my responsibility. Really? Since when? If you're trying to hurt me, you're succeeding. Tell me why. Why should I all of a sudden start listening to you? Because I am your mother and I love you. Oh, please, let's not bring love into this. Dylan. Dylan! See this? Did you see this? What? Well, that wonderful company you picked for us to invest our life savings in is having a little problem. Hmm, what's wrong? Well, it says that L.A. Sharp Shoe Factory in Korea burned to the ground. We're going to lose everything. Why do I ever listen to you and your stupid ideas? Well, maybe you should have listened to me. What's that supposed to mean? Because I told you we should have sold, but no, you had to go and be greedy, Mr. Big Shot. So say it. I told you so. I told you so. Great. 2020 hindsight. Well, uh, it's, uh, not exactly hindsight. What's that mean? I sold what? Yeah, yesterday, right after you called me a stupid wimp, right? You did not. I did. And I made a lot of money. And I'm not stupid. And don't either of you ever call me stupid again. Thank you. 
All right, so that's the end of this storyline. Donna was not greedy. She sold her stock when it was the right time. Steve lost his shorts, or his shirt. What did David say? My dad lo- Oh, I don't think I put it in, in the clip, but my dad lost his shirt in the stock, stock market crash in 87, and I like my shirt. And, uh, you know, so Steve lost his shirt, so to speak. And Donna doesn't want to be called dumb anymore. If I remember right, this is probably the the first episode or the last episode where they do call her dumb. I think this is where she kind of, you know, I, I don't know why they always called her dumb. Just a dumb blonde. I think because in the very first episode, what she put the, <laughs> she put uh, two contacts in one eye. That's pretty crazy. I wear contacts and I have never done that ever. I've done other things. I have mail to get my contacts out before and that's not fun. But no, I mean, I have never done that before. But I mean, what that calls that makes her stupid. It's it's lame. You know, there's not I mean, she has a little bit of a learning problem. I think they talk about that on I wonder if I think it's the the SAT episode that she has to have like a time test. Is that right? Amber's probably listening to this and saying, yeah, that's not right. Because Amber, Amber, my, my friend's favorite character is Donna. She knows everything about Donna. I'm going to have her guest star one time, guest star, <laughs> I'm going to have her guest host one time on my podcast. You guys can meet her. But no, I mean, she is like my one 90210 friend. I, I mean, I have people that like 90210 in my life, but she is like my, my go-to 90210 friend. Hey, Amber, love ya. <laughs> All right, so the next morning, uh, Iris makes Dylan breakfast. It looks really good. It's like bacon, eggs, toast. And he says, real food. So I'm guessing she doesn't cook a lot. I don't know. Or he hasn't been home for it. I don't know. It seems to me like he either eats at the Peach Pit or eats at the Walsh House for dinner. I mean, he doesn't like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that uh, would cook. <laughs> I mean, there is a couple, of, there's an episode where he like, he like, he barbecues. They has a barbecue at his house in season three, but uh, Iris is saying, you know, what you said last night really hit home. You know, uh, you've done pretty good from what the Walsh has said. You've done really good and by yourself and you don't need me. So I'm going to do the best thing I can do and give you your freedom. And then we have this really, really uh, very informational scene because this storyline carries on throughout the entire. It goes all the way up to season five. Maybe I didn't give you a chance. But the best thing that I can do for you is to give you your freedom. I'm going to go back to Hawaii. What? I know that some people may say that I'm copping out, that things got a little rough and I split, but the truth is, Dylan, I wasn't there for you 11 years ago when you really needed me, so I'm not going to pretend to be here for you now when you don't. When we split up, Your father offered me a lot of money to keep out of your life. If I'd been stronger, I might have fought him harder and longer, and I might have won. We'll never know. Because I gave up. I took his money, and I disappeared. But I promised myself that I would never, ever touch a penny of it. 
I didn't. So. This belongs to you. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's yours. I don't want it. I've asked Jim Walsh to set up a trust. That way you won't blow it all at once. Make a good life for yourself, baby. What about you? Oh, don't worry about me. I've got a tree house on a pineapple mountain, remember? What I do want is for us to start again. To build a relationship based on something real. That way, maybe sometime, you won't want to call me Iris. You'll want to call me Mom. Okay, so that was a long clip, but it was very important. Uh, it explains what happened with the money. You know, he never knew. First of all, I don't know if this is, I don't know what Dylan's father told him. I don't know if he said, hey, your mom took a lot of money to, to leave you. I don't think he would ever tell him that. But I don't think Dylan knew that the mother took basically money to, you know, to get out of his life. I don't think he knew that. Um, maybe he did. I, I don't know. It, it's not really clear, but the fact that she didn't spend a penny of it, I mean, just shows you how much she loves him. And she wanted to, she knew she'd probably see him again. She probably knew that Jack would get arrested at some point. I mean, he was just a shady dude, you know. But Jack's Dylan's father, if anybody doesn't know. Uh, you know, just... She just kind of foresee the, foresaw... What's that expression? Foresaw the future. Foresee the future. And she... she You know, it's like putting a college fund away for your kid. We, we have a college fund for my son, you know. And we don't touch it. It's never been touched. It's, and if, if we ever touch, it's only for like emergencies, like if our, God forbid, our house burns down or something. It's, you know, um, and that's kind of like what I look at it. And we don't know how much money it is. We know it's a lot. Um, and I know it's a lot because um, in season five, gosh, is it season five? It's got to be season five. His money gets stolen. Or so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The end of season four, his money gets stolen. Uh, I won't tell you who steals it, but his money gets stolen. And uh, they say $10 million? I don't remember exactly. They have the amounts on that episode. I mean, you gotta think, that's what, three three seasons from now? So think about how much money that was right now. I mean, let's say 15, I think it's 10 million. I think he gets 10 million. I think that's, let's just, let's just say ballpark 10 million. That's a lot of damn money, dude. And yes, you would have to get somebody to, um, distribute it. So he's basically a trust fund kid. Like a lot of other kids in, in Beverly Hills, except he has his own place. He's like an emancipated minor, basically, because he is only 17. He looks 37, but he's 17, you know? So what Iris does is very, um, very smart, actually. You know, I guess she talked to Jim before and they set this up and, you know, Jim is pretty much like a father figure to Dylan already at this point. I mean, we're only in season two and they're, they're all pretty tight. So 
that's a good person. And Jem is also a CPA. So that's a good person to uh, entrust that money to. So yeah, I like the way this ended. I mean, it hasn't ended yet. There's another scene, but <laughs> I like the way that ended. And uh, oh, and Dylan's crying. And you really, well, he cries a little bit. He cried when Dylan and Brenda broke up in the, f- the first time. He didn't cry the second time. Because he was right back in Kelly's arms. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> spoiler! But yeah, I mean, he cried when his wife died. Another spoiler. Um, you know, he doesn't cry very often, but man. He got cried when his dad died. I'm giving a lot of information here. I'm just going to shut up now. So uh, the next scene, Iris is coming to the Walsh house to say goodbye. And to thank them and to tell to tell them to take care of her son. And Brenda apologizes for being such a bitch. And uh, for some reason, Dylan doesn't come in. He, st- he sits out in the car. But uh, Brandon goes out to him. And they, uh, they have this seat, this conversation, which is really sweet. And this is the end of the episode. How you doing, pal? Okay, I guess. I can't believe she's leaving. I couldn't put up with her, but I don't really want to be alone again either. Yeah, well, you're not alone. I'm what they call an emancipated minor. Listen, when you get back from the airport, give me a call. Someplace we gotta go. Yeah, I know. Falcone. After that. Where? Someplace you took me when I needed a friend. Okay, so this is a callback to another episode from season one called BYOB, where, and I mentioned it before, uh, Jim and Cindy go away for the weekend and Brandon and Brenda have a party, and Brandon uh, has a DUI accident. He crashes into a truck and totals his car and goes to jail. So, in the end of that episode, it's really interesting because he had just met Dylan. Uh, well, not really just, but, you know, we didn't really know much about Dylan. Dylan wasn't, Dylan wasn't in a lot of the, the episodes in season one. He didn't come in towards, the, like, later in the season. But, uh, basically, Dylan says, hey, I gotta t- I'm going to take you somewhere. Let's go for a drive. And he takes him to an AA meeting. And Brandon finds out that Dylan's an alcoholic, recovering alcoholic. So Dylan, Herb's Brandon does the exact same thing for Dylan. It's really sweet. And um, I, I think it's a cute ending. And, you know, we never, really, <laughs> we never really hear about Dylan's drinking until, you know, he doesn't really, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think he has any relapses until season five. Yeah, I don't think he does. I think he's he stays sober for quite a while. And he starts going to AA on a regular basis. And I there's an episode where Brenda goes to an AA meeting with him. And I've been to a couple AA meetings. My husband is five years sober. So I've been to, I went to his first year. I went to his six months. Um, I don't remember. No, I didn't go to his first one. His first meeting was all him. But he still goes. He doesn't go every week, but he does go. And 
it's uh it's it's kind of like that scene it's uh we sat at a table and you read from the book the um they call it the i think they call it the good book i mean that's the, the you know the the um the the uh lingo <laughs> but it's um stories of bill w and uh you kind of read a little bit through there and then you share your stories. You don't have to talk if you don't want to. You do have to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alyssa and I'm an alcoholic. And you don't have to say your story. You know, it kind of, I don't know, I guess every meeting is different. But um, the ones I've been to, you don't have to say your story. You just kind of, what, what, I, what I noticed is, if anybody's curious about this, <laughs> I'm just going to talk about it for a second because AA is a very, very cool program. And, uh, it basically saved my husband. So, I mean, I am all for talking about it, but yeah, he, um, he went, or sorry, we went to one and basically you take turns reading from the stories of Bill W and you have a chance to say something if you want, or you can pass on to the next person. And what they usually do is, you know, you know, I can kind of relate to this, you know, and they tell their story. That's how that works. Um, I've seen pre, you know, current or sorry, uh, upcoming episodes of 902 on this season where they tell their whole life story when they introduce themselves and it doesn't work like that. I mean, I didn't for when I went. So I think it's, I think it's a great ending. Um, also, you know, it's not one of those things where we net, we never see his mom again. We do see Dylan's mom again. She comes back in season five when he's in the hospital and I think she, uh, oh, is that it? Is that the last? Oh, she comes for his graduation, first high school graduation. And so she comes in like a couple more times. And uh, so she basically remains an active part of his life. She's also in a couple of scenes where he's talking to her on the phone. Like I'm, it's a really, there's this really sweet scene in season five where he's finally sober and, you know, recovering. And he calls her on Christmas. And it's really, really, really cute. Really cute. I don't remember if... Uh, no, I think she she's in the... I think they show her. So it's not just somebody that doesn't, you know, never, we never see again. Which is cool. I like the con- continuity of it. Alright, guys. My dog's freak trying to get into the room here. So um, I'm going to have to stop this. Well, that, that was the end of the episode. Oh, gosh. I was going to look and see what I'm doing next week. I have it in my phone here. I think it's a Wonder Years episode because we're in June next week. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Um, prayers for all our veterans and our veterans' families. And, and um, my, let's see, my episode, June 4th. The Wonder Years, my father's office. That's a really good episode where Kevin goes to work with his dad. And his dad gets basically like chewed out by his boss in front of Kevin. Kevin's there and he sees his dad get chewed out by his boss. And it's just a really cute one. And um, that's a good start to Father's Day. And then um, my husband will be joining me on another Simpsons episode. I think that's, I think it's after that. Let's see. Pretty sure. And like I said, yeah, it's, it's June 11th. That'll be, uh, my husband will guest star on uh, The Simpsons with me. And uh, if you want to find my schedule, I'm going to start posting my July schedule soon. I'm going to, I'm trying to get my, uh, 
my list in order here. But if you want to follow me on Facebook, uh, you can see all my schedules. I, I won't put them on, uh, on the description on my, my podcast, but I will definitely put them on my Facebook page. You can go to Facebook and follow me at When TV Was Great. Uh, also, try and, go leave, try and leave me a review on iTunes. It helps uh, listeners find me and put me up on the list there. I mean, I might not be the best, but it'd be nice to have a nice review. Uh, I'm still trying to get listeners as I go. I'm trying on TikTok to kind of uh, spread my uh, spread the word on TikTok, so to speak. So that is all. Have a good Memorial Day. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive like Brandon. And I think that is all. Oh, I do have something to say. What was it? There was something else I was going to say about. Oh, 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 yes. I want to shout out a podcast that. It's not new, but it's uh, it's related to this episode. It's related to this topic this today. It's called nine o two and o. Gosh, I I can't see it on my phone. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. It's called Beverly Hills nine o two and o show, and it's actually with the people that were on the show, and they have guest stars. Uh, they had. Cindy Walsh on there, uh, Carol Potter, they had James Eckhouse on there, they had Emily Valentine on there, and I'm like, I'm looking to see, like, the last one I just said, so, okay, so, Charles, Larry, and Pete, Charles Rosen, Larry, and Larry and Pete are also on the show, Charles Rosen was the, uh, no, Aaron Spelling's producer. Charles Rosen. I don't remember what he does, guys. I'm I'm bad at this. But um, it's a really good podcast. Um, it started off as a... I've actually been... I've actually been uh, listening to it for a while. It started off as... I think it came around during quarantine when we were on lockdown. But it started off as a video podcast. Only video. And I kept saying, why won't you put it on audio? Please put it on audio. And they did. <laughs> they put it on audio. So, if you hear, like, if you listen to it, you'll hear, like, oh, hey, look, he's got that, you know, he's smiling or he's laughing because they have, it's a video. And you won't really be able to tell, you know, because you're listening to it. But I think you can actually watch the videos, too, if you go on YouTube. It's called Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Another podcast that I like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite 90210 podcast. It's called Again With This, Beverly Hills 90210. It's with, uh... I remember the names. Oh gosh, um, 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 Tara, Ariana, Ariano, and Sarah D. Bunting, and they actually wrote a book of nine hundred two one zero, and I haven't bought the book. I really want to get it, but they wrote a book about it. Uh, they're and they're also right now in the they're doing Melrose Place, and they drop their podcast every Monday. But if you go and find them again with this Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, you can go back and listen to every single episode from season one to season ten. They're all there, and they're funny. I mean, you're not going to get like a, a departed conversation about some of these episodes because they kind of make fun of stuff, but that's sometimes that's what you like, right? I mean, that's the good stuff. So check those two podcasts out. Um, and, you know, just keep in mind, if you ever want to buy the DVDs of the complete series, just keep in mind that the real music is not on there, okay, guys? So think before you buy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This is a long one. I'm not used to doing hour shows, but, you know, uh, 
got to branch out a little bit, right? So thank you. Follow me on Facebook. Leave me a, return on iTunes, a review on iTunes, and I will see you next week.